Welcome to episode 161 of the Black in Fashion podcast. I hope that you guys are enjoying our episodes thus far. I know I've been talking about this uh, crazy client chronicles thing. And today, baby, I'm going to share a story, okay? So I want y'all to make sure y'all tune in for the tea, honey, okay? So, of course, guys, uh, the way that you can send in yours is via email. You can send it to blackinfashionpodcast at gmail.com. You're welcome to DM them to us. You're welcome to, um, I guess those are the only two forms, right? Email and DM. Those are the ways. Perfect. All right. So the reason why I wanted to start this series is because I think that as a whole, Black-owned businesses and small businesses get a bad rap in customer service. You know, we always hear these things like, this is what I order versus what I got. This is this. This is that. They uh, they wouldn't give me my money back. Whatever it is. Like, we have this stigma as into, like, how Black-owned businesses and how small businesses are not where the corporate companies are. But the thing is, why would we be? <laughs> We're small businesses, so we don't have the technology, we don't have the resources, we don't have certain things. So a lot of us are, you know, continuing to learn, you know, learning as we go, you know, and I feel like there's no grace for us. So I thought that by sharing these stories and these times and stuff like that, we could all weigh in like on these conversations and talk about what we could have done differently, um, what words could have been exchanged, because I do think that as a whole, we could, we can grow. And when I tell you grow, we can grow into a space if, you know, if you want to be in a corporate company, if you want to be on top of the world with constant feedback on how to be better. So I'm going to share my story. Um, and I don't have a guest today. So I would like everyone, if you can weigh in in your comments and weigh in and just tell me, you know, what I could have done differently in this situation or why I would go about it. Or if the person was just playing all crazy and they just did too much. And, you know, um, I just like to know, you know, like it's, it's, it's very, it's always good to me to get other people's perspective because I'm inside of it. You know, in a lot of these situations, we're inside of it. And if it's about business, especially our own businesses, we tend to be very emotionally attached to them. I can honestly say in the beginning of my business, couldn't nobody tell me nothing without me snapping and not necessarily like in a, now I'm honest with y'all. I used to go off on people. Like I'm about to go in and then I would send an email before I thought about it. I would defend myself. Like every time somebody said anything to me, I automatically got in defense mode. Of course, I have learned a lot from there and I'm not in defense mode at all no more. I try to make sure I'm trying to see it from the client's point of view as well. So um, that way I can kind of figure it out. Like, you know, what is this good? Is this bad? But now if something happens, I take a breath. I don't feel the need to respond right away. I try to be analytical. I talk it over with my team. So sometimes it may just be about slowing down a bit. Um, and if you slow down a bit, it might help. Okay, so I'm going to share my story. So I'm not going to say anyone's names or anything like that, but I'm going to start from the beginning, like from beginning, beginning. So um, there was a company 
um, out in, I don't even want to say what city it was, but somewhere on the East Coast that does a, a similar business to mine, but they didn't have the production resources. So they had a client that they had done product development for. And product development is, the, of course, the pattern making, the sample making, the selection of fabrications and stuff like that for this client. And then now this client is ready to go into mass production. So they, re they reached out to me because that's one of my specialties, which is mass production. So they reached out to me, you know, I send them the link to, hey, go ahead and book an appointment with me, you know, book a consultation and, you know, I'll review everything, make sure it's nothing else that I need. So she booked a production consultation with me to see how much it would cost to get a certain amount of units made. So she asked me for a couple different, like how much it's cost to do this, 200, 300, 400, 500, gave her all the things, you know. She didn't start right away. She ended up not starting to almost about three months later because she wanted to, of course, you know, uh, test the market, raise money, you know, for it, everything like that. Now, when she actually was ready to move forward, she wanted to make some design changes. Now, in my business, when you move into production, there is no design changes. You did that with that first company, not with me, you know. So now I don't have a problem doing it for you. But, of course, we have to now make a new pattern and or edit the pattern that we have. So this is something that I did. Now, when you edit a design, that means technically you need another sample, because you've made changes and the changes she made was extremely big it wasn't like a oh just make this shorter here or make something longer the change that she made added a whole nother function to the to the ensemble so she made the change to the ensemble we went ahead and did it and then we had it to get another sample made of this ensemble so um, we got the sample made of the ensemble. She, and it was not like a perfect sample. It was just to make sure that it could be executed effectively or whatever. So we got it made. It was a couple things that she didn't like and was off, but the things that were off were from her pattern <laughs> that was not made by me. So I was just like, well, I mean, that's not my issue. The only thing you asked me to do was to add this certain component, which I've done. So now, and I, and I, even with adding that component, I still made like some edits to make it fit better because it didn't fit the best way anyway from whoever made the pattern to begin with. Okay. So made those updates. She liked it or whatever. So fast forward, um, now she has paid all of her invoices. This order was a, a bit much. I want to say with the production and all the edits and stuff like that, it's ended up being about a baby, like a $25,000 transaction. What I did was I broke it up into about uh, four or five payments so that she wouldn't have to hit it all in once, like biweekly payments. So at this point now we are in, um, what month were we in? This is like a year ago. So this is like March. So we're in March at this time. Yes. Am I right? Yes, the beginning of March of last year. And now, um, you know, it took a little bit more time because we had to make the changes and stuff like that. We had to order fabric. We had, And then it was right around when we ordered the fabric, it was right around Chinese New Year. So we, you know, it took some time to get all the fabrications and stuff like that. So, And then she wanted cheaper things, so we had to resource everything that was already sourced. And she had custom-made stuff. So fast forward, we're in the beginning of March now. She wants to get some content for... Um, like some behind the scenes and stuff like that, which is normal, and she wants to go to the factory. So we schedule a time for her to go to the factory to get some pictures and stuff like that. The factory told me that, like, you know, they didn't feel like it was a great idea because they wouldn't be working on her stuff then. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but she just still wants to come and look at everything. But they're like, you know, it's better if she comes on Monday. And I was just like, I don't know if she's available on Monday, so but we're still going to come on, on a Friday so that we can just take some pictures and videos in the factory or whatever. That's it. We're taking pictures and video. So the night before and this is me sharing, I got into an altercation and I got into an accident. And when I got into this altercation, this accident, I was 
honestly really jacked up, meaning like I had scars everywhere. I had to go to like the hospital. Like I was jacked up. So when it all went down, I went ahead and I sent her a text very early. And I say, hey, um, I'm going to have to reschedule our meeting because I'm not in the right condition. I'm in the hospital. I'm not in the right condition for you to come <laughs> and take pictures. Like, we could do this on, like, Monday or another day. She tells me that she's already bought her train ticket to come here. And I was like, okay, I'll reimburse you for your train ticket um, so that, that way you don't have an issue, you know, with anything like that. Then she mentioned that she had already hired a videographer. I said, that's fine. I will reimburse you for that videographer's time as well. Um, but honestly honestly it would be best for you to come next week anyway because that's when you'll actually get uh, imagery of your stuff so I she got this information early on so she's like well my train leaves at nine mind you this conversation that we're having is the night before so she's like is there anybody else so at the time I did not have anyone else I have a lot of my workers that work part-time and most of the people that work for me are very versed in product development not production I am the production manager I focus on the production side of the business and my workers focus on product development and a lot of times uh, a lot of my team doesn't even work on Fridays so no there's not anyone else and I delivered that message as well like sorry no we don't have anyone else that can meet with you um unfortunately you'll have to wait until next week and then like I said I'll reimburse you so after that I was at the hospital my phone was dead I didn't have no charger so I of course I didn't talk to her this lady comes to New York anyway and she walks around the garment district asking people where a certain factory is because I never told her where the factory was because she was supposed to go with me. And I don't know if any of you guys have been here at factories. You can't just waltz up into a factory. That's not how that works. You have to know someone. You need to have an introduction and stuff like that because they're going to be looking at you like, who are you? And you're coming in there with cameras and stuff. So um, at this time, she knew the day before that I wasn't going to be available. She decided to get on the train anyway and come up here to, I guess, thought she was going to figure it out, which didn't make any sense to me, but to each his own. So finally, I, you know, by the time I got my phone cut back on, I think it was like later in that day or whatever, and I got it charged and I seen it was a whole bunch of messages from her. And she's like, oh, this is unprofessional. And where are you? What's the name of the factory and stuff like that? So I'm thinking, I never thought that she would actually come here after I didn't told you that I'm not available. So why would you come here knowing that I'm not available, knowing that I could see if this was like a production pickup, if it was like a fitting, if it was like a fabric selection, you came here to take pictures. That is not important and it's definitely not more more important than my health I'm can't and I gave you enough notice to cancel and I offered to reimburse you for two different things like for the photographer and for your train ticket so I'm doing my part in showing my customer service in my opinion to that okay now I'm looking at my phone so I'm like hey you know when I finally get my phone I'm like I'm sorry that this happened or whatever like I was still in the hospital I didn't have a phone my phone was dead I didn't even think that you were still coming or whatever um but you know I was hoping we could do this next week and she pretty much never responded after that. I want to say like two days later, I get emails from my bank, well, from my merchant account saying that she had charged back the entire services. So all the work that I had done, all the things that, all the fabric that I paid for, all the pieces that were getting made and all this other stuff that I've paid the factory for, now chargeback and like I said earlier it was a $25,000 chargeback and I'm like all of this because I missed a meeting that I gave you ample time uh and notice and that I said I was gonna reimburse you for you gonna call your bank and tell your bank that you don't recognize none of the transactions or whatever I don't know what she told her bank but all I know is they're now trying to snatch this money out of my account $20,000 I have a business to run 
I ha- and these services have already been paid for. They've already been rendered. And then do you, I don't know if she know, like when you do something like that, it doesn't just affect me. It affects all the people that work for me because now they're taking money away from us that is our payroll and everything like that. So it just really jacked up our finances, our bank froze, our other accounts that we had. It really jacked us all up because of, of a lie. So, you know, the good thing is I keep amazing records. And I had pictures and I had videos and I had the contract and I had all of these different things to show like, hey, no, I did what I was supposed to do. OK, and I did these services. And then this client really just jumped the gun and filed a chargeback because she was mad that she couldn't go take some damn pictures. Like it just didn't make any sense to me. So that day, um, like when I returned, I literally was just like I was going to like try to like snap honestly I ain't gonna I was just like oh she got me all the way messed up so then I just blocked her from everything so then she had somebody else reach out to me because she still needed help and I was just like I'm not helping her I'm like I'm not even about to talk to this lady this girl like really just tried to ruin a lot of like stuff for me like for $25,000 for some stuff that I already done so I'm like I'm not talking to her I hope she figures it out have a great day so and the mind you this chargeback is pending for almost like three months Three months this chargeback is pending. So finally we get notice back that, that they're going to give me back half, but they damn it, they gave her back half her money. And I'm just like, that's so not fair. And they basically said the decision was final. So after she didn't get her all of her money back, which is what she wanted, she goes to Google and write a Google review talking about me, talking about how I stole from her. And I was like, girl, you stole from me. Like you found a chargeback on some services that I had already done. Like you're the thief. And because you didn't get all of your money back, now I'm the thief. And the crazy thing is, is that Google uh, will not allow you to like, of course, like delete any reviews. So now it's just sitting there and it's calling me all these different names, talking about I'm a thief, talking about I'm this and I'm that, but not at once told, said what she did or anything that happened. She wrote in on the Google review, like just like this made up story of what she did like like I didn't talk to you the day before like I didn't tell you what was going on with me and that I was in the hospital like I didn't like all of these things and all of this so that you could take some pictures so that's my story and I wanted to go on Google and I wanted to snap back like now nah, tell the truth tell what really went down tell what really would happen but it's like she tried to play the victim role like I had really done something to harm her or hurt her in some way man you I'm sitting up in the goddamn gone hospital bed my phone dead and my family is even calling me trying to figure out what happened and what's going on they sent police to the like to my house and stuff like that for a well-being check so I had a lot of things going on in my life at that point and her taking pictures just I'm sorry it wasn't of importance at all and even though I communicated and said what was going on before my phone died it's just like it just wasn't even enough you know so I love for you guys to weigh in and tell tell me what I could have done differently with that um you know or if she just literally just was you know outrageous because in my mind it's just like girl you didn't lost your mind and then after you realize that it wasn't even that deep then you want to try to talk to me talking about so you need this this that and the other and I'm just like what no I just thought it was insane so I thought that was a good one to share I can't wait for you guys to share yours and you know tell me what you think about that one but I'm going to keep going with this crazy card chronicles because I think that we could get a lot out of this and get like some really, really dope information on people and uh, businesses just to continue to like help them grow. So um, um, as I always say, guys, stay black. Peace out. I haven't done an episode by myself in a while, but this was pretty lit. So hope that, that you like it and that you enjoy the content. Peace out.